now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Yes, it is December. It is the holidays. We are in holiday mode and making the best of it. And boy, there's a lot of aviation news uh, to handle, so much so that we can't handle it with just our uh, the crew of Dennis and I. We've brought on the big gun. Uh, Tom Haynes, formerly with AOPA and now consultant to the Aviation Stars. And uh, he's <laughs> he, along to help us uh, with that. And it's been a while. I mean, uh, I don't know. Well, have the, how have the uh, holidays been treating you so far, Tom? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been great. You know, I've had a chance to do a little bit of flying. Um, and uh, so that's always fun. And the weather yeah. actually up here in the Northeast has been fantastic as well. We've had uh, really great weather, clear skies and, you know, beautiful foliage and did some flights over the foliage. Um, so it's it, it's been great. Yeah. Were you flying on uh, Thanksgiving weekend last week there? What do you think? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I took my daughter. She was uh, visiting from Delaware over here to Maryland. And so I took her up for a flight. She actually requested it, which uh, anytime that kids are asking to go flying, I am very, very into that. So uh, we just went up for a quick flight and uh, around around the region here and looked at some leaves. Or yeah. they're mostly gone at this point. No frozen uh, turkey drops or anything like no, that thrown we, into we, the mix. We did not. Fun. We didn't do any WKRP uh, frozen turkey things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of these days we're going to get a report about that. You know that, right, Dennis? Yeah. Somebody's going to yeah. take it a little too far, <laughs> and and it'll be all over the news. Uh, I don't want to say that we are instigating that potential, but. Uh, <laughs> just know we'll cover it on just plain radio i'll leave it at that of course yeah so uh yeah you know but this is a great time to get up there and fly around see some i don't know uh see the leaves change see the uh christmas lights you know they're popping up yeah, all over now coming up. yeah yeah are you got any plans to do any of that uh dennis down there in fort myers what do you think well heck i don't even have to get in the air i can just taxi down the uh the, the neighborhood mm-hmm. here and see plenty well, yeah, but uh, I mean, if you see but, it from above, from your plane, yeah, that's, that's it's definitely a lot more fun. But makes things uh, a little bit more exciting for sure. So, uh, so we got that. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of th- a lot of things going on right now. I just got my mailer from AOPA on how I'm going to win a new uh, plane. I don't know when do they give this away? By the way, this uh, latest backcountry. What do they call this backcountry beast? The 170. Yeah. So I yeah. got my mailer, and uh, when when do they draw the winner for that, Tom? When does that happen? Well, the, sweep, every year? the sweepstakes closes uh, in the middle of December. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, they're right right toward the end of December. I forget the exact date, but anyhow, then then it all goes gets sent off to you know the sweepstakes management company, and they they pick uh, the winners, you know, randomly pick the winner, right, and then notify AOPA, who then does its best to. Surprise, figure out a way to a ruse if you will to mm-hmm. surprise the winner and and somehow show up with the airplane at some airport where they can entice the winner to come out and not know what 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 he or she is getting into anyhow right. so that'll occur it usually takes uh actually surprisingly several weeks then you throw the holidays and my guess is it'll be you know late january early february mm-hmm. before okay. they're able to deliver the airplane but uh, man it is a, is a gorgeous airplane it's a 1953 cessna 170b 
that has been completely redone inside and out. It's got an upgraded engine. It's got uh, Tundra tires on it. It's got a, a nice uh, panel in it, you know, not overdone panel, but very appropriate as sort of a, a backcountry airplane and a beautiful paint scheme on it. So somebody is going to get themselves a, a really nice airplane. And, well, that would be and, me. Uh, it says no, the mailer. Right I, I get dibs on yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, the, the thing says right here, uh, enter now, Greg. Uh, this is your final chance to win this. And it says my I'm, name. I'm already entered, Greg. I'm a member of AOPA, <laughs> so I'm already on the list. Mark just needs to bring it over to the house. Uh-huh. I have a neighbor with a Cessna 170, so we'll be twinning. It'd be perfect. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, as yeah, long as you let me use it, too. I guess it's a win. All that backcountry flying in Florida. Yes. It, what yeah. do you think the Everglades are for? True. <laughs> Uh, very true. But yeah, if you, you're automatically entered, if you're an AOPA member and if you're an, yep. you know, if you're a pilot, I don't know how you can't be an AOPA member, by the way. Uh, it's just stupid if you're not. But uh, this is one of the many, many benefits you get for being a member of AOPA. But, uh, you know, they send you out these little forms at the end of the year, too, where it gives you like an extra chance. Increase your odds, maybe even a little bit more. So uh, be on the lookout for that in your mailbox if you have not already received uh, received that as an AOPA member. And uh, who knows? It could be you. But if, you know, actually, maybe you shouldn't because I want to increase the odds for Dennis and I. <laughs> right. So uh, we, we will see. Um, we I'm sure we've been blacklisted uh, regardless. But uh, it'll be uh, it'll make uh, one pilot very, very happy. Here in a few weeks, for sure. Now, uh, and, I just and two got if back. They give it to me, right? Because two. then you get to use it. Well, yeah. Well, vice versa. If I win it, you know, I'll probably want to bring it down to your house and store it, <laughs> right? Because you <laughs> yeah, got you the can't space. Afford hangar rent at uh, Orlando, exactly. Exactly. So you know, it's kind of a combo thing that works. But uh, but look, you know, I, I just uh, as I said last week, I just gotten back from uh, New Orleans. And we talked a little bit about, you know, some of the commercial travel, you know, headaches you got to deal with at this time of year. And, uh, you know, last, I, you know, I didn't hear any big fallout from uh, travel in general, just that it was super busy, as everybody pre- predicted. But I didn't hear about any shutdowns or anything like that, which is good. Right, Dennis? You didn't hear anything, did you? No, I mean, not like last year with the meltdowns and stoppages yeah. and things that we had. No, this year seemed, things seemed to go real smooth. Right. Now, I will say, though, this week, earlier in the week, there was a report about a Southwest flight out of New Orleans that I literally just missed this flight by a matter of days where uh, a crazy person uh, got out of the, uh, I don't know, he opened up the exit door and walked out on the wing. And, uh, you know, at first people just thought he knew what he was doing. And then they were like, wait a minute, he's not supposed to do that. And they wrestle him to the ground and, you know, God knows what was going on in the guy's mind. But I, I missed that just by a matter of days. It was actually, that was the the flight I, I went on, uh, you know, going and coming from uh, New Orleans. So I don't know if a lot of those uh, type of stories, those crazy, I mean, it's one thing with the fights and things, but we're, I don't know, we're starting to hear more crazy stories, whether it's the lady, the plain lady who says, that guy's not a lot, he's not real. It's, you know, we're getting more of that stuff. Are, are you thinking, do we got an uptick in this kind of craziness, uh, Tom? What do you think? Certainly, we've seen that uh, with crew members lately. You know, the the guy which you probably already talked about, the guy that pulled the gun on the on the pilot, uh, right. the captain, the first officer pulled the gun on the captain and said yeah. he didn't want to go wherever it is they needed to go for the sick passenger. And then we had the other jump seater who was on the on the shrooms, 
right and uh was acting pretty strangely and tried to take over the airplane that sort of thing so yeah that's pretty weird you know this guy who who, who got out of the southwest flight they were ready to push back and it's a good thing they hadn't started the engines because if they had started the engines mm. and he went out over that wing and then happened to slide you know off the front of the wing or something like that could have been real bad oh definitely <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been a mess I mean, it delayed yes. the flight by three hours as it is, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen any statistics, but it sure does seem we're getting more and more stories like this uh, pop up on the news. I mean, but I, I would say like a year or two ago, it was all the fights, right? We're getting a yeah. ton of fights on the commercial flights, and now it seems like we're going through a rash of crazy incidents. Of uh, you know, there's that other uh, one that just happened this uh, past week or so with the lady who just starts screaming like crazy and and climbing over the seats uh, in the cabin. I mean, did you guys see that video? Do you see that, Dennis? That was nuts no, too. I, I missed that one. I didn't see it. There, yeah. There's enough mental health crises that even the FAA is acknowledging that they have to do something with it. Yeah, and that's just at the cabin crew level. Well, but, uh, yeah. Well, the crew passengers. passengers it, I mean, it's I, more exciting. I don't know what, what you know. How do you even uh, combat that? What would be a solution? I can't even think. Fly GA. Well, yeah, to avoid that. But how do there you, you go? How do you cut down on those uh, crazy people getting on the plane? I don't know how you can. You think? I don't know, reduce the number of bars in the airport terminals, maybe? Well, I, well right. you got mushrooms. Got God knows what other. I mean, these are psychiatric uh, issues that I think are way beyond booze. I mean, and by the way, they cut down on that anyway, and they were having more incidents because uh, the people don't have enough booze now. I don't know. It's crazy. It, once again, it's an argument to fly GA for sure. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlaneRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. 
a state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons flight training professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Bend over and I'll show you. Let's get away from sleigh bells. Let's get away from snow. Let's make or break some Christmas, dear. I know the place to go. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And formerly with AOPA, we got Tom Hanks helping us out today. And uh, I don't know, you got any plans to do something on Christmas or around Christmas, Dennis, in your Mooney 201? Are you going to... you know, fly uh, to a nice warm desert. Well, you're in Fort Myers. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be pretty nice. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to try to go fly down to the Keys and maybe do some diving, lobster diving, something like that. Yeah. I've got a few days off from work uh, in between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, so I'm going to try to take advantage of those vacation days and go do something fun. There you go. So uh, I go may further even south. come get you, depending on what your schedule looks I like. I like the sound of this. I definitely do. Uh, it'd be uh, flying commercial, that's for sure. So we could just well, uh, zip down to Key West for a few hours or whatever. That's what you're thinking. And you're going to be in the left seat because we've already solved that problem with me being able to do instruction with the Mooney now with the changes that I made to the insurance. Right. So you no more excuses, Greg. You're getting in the left seat and you're driving. I love it. Uh, that sounds like a pretty cool Christmas gift for me. Uh, we'll plan accordingly. What about you, Tom? Do you got any uh, holiday plans? And your uh, private aircraft, or you're you know playing it by right. ear. Um, I usually try to go flying on New Year's Day, just as a great way to you know launch the year, so to speak. And so I that that's definitely on my agenda. If the weather works, I'll be flying on New Year's Day. Other than that, um, I'm uh, taking some friends to lunch uh, uh, next week, and probably another flight or two local crop up between now and then too. So, yeah, are you yeah, gonna some you're gonna like uh, have a hundred. Hundred dollar figgy pudding outing or something or I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got to come up with yeah, something is unique. They, is that what is that what figgy pudding costs? These I, days? I don't I even know what track. I don't know. Figgy pudding. <laughs> I, don't know. I can is. tell you, McRib costs at least that much now. That's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did last week. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. Okay, Dennis flew up uh, where Sarasota to get a McRib sandwich. Oh boy! And the wow. FBO was like, "You are insane!" But hey, come on, wow. we'll give you the car. That's awesome. So they they found it mildly, you know, uh, amusing that he did okay. that. So wh- whatever it takes, you know, big uh, yeah. ribs, figgy pudding, other kind, you know, Christmas turkey or whatever the case may be. Yeah, it's it's McRib, McRib, you know, Dennis. That that is that's kind of sad, really. That's, that's exactly. <laughs> that's what I thought too. But I was like, I thought so too because desperate for some place to go. Yeah. Well, McDonald's didn't want to have them in this floor in the Southwest Florida oh. market, so the nearest yeah. I could get it was the Tampa area. Did you ever so reach out? 
to Mickey D's and say, hey, this would make an awesome commercial for your McRib. <laughs> you know what? That's probably going to be my next call. Okay. Yeah. Uh, get okay. on that. I'll call corporate and see what happens. Right. 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 I'll turn that into Is a there, commercial in no time. There'll yeah. be a uh, restraining order. Mm, maybe think, yeah you'll be you'll be another one of those crazy people that everybody's talking about flying airplanes or Correct. being in the airplanes or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. definitely so is there is there like a website that tracks you know mcrib locations yes. or actually there is it? it's called oh, the geez. mcrib locator <laughs> oh and my it's God. Uh, operated by a guy uh, out in uh, western <laughs> wisconsin and yes we're in contact of course How wisconsin. Sad. yes yes that's right are we as yeah. a human species there you go <laughs> the aliens are watching this right now going, hey, but oh, the good boy. news it, Germany serves them year round. So if you need a McRib, you can always go to Germany. Oh. It's on a regular menu over there. Really? Okay. Yep. Wow. And I thought we were bad. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Um, I'll tell you what, though. Let's just kind of switch gears here just a little bit because Dennis was telling me during the commercial break that he had been doing some flying last week and was having some issues with his landings, which is never good if you're a pilot. And I'm thinking, how could you possibly have a problem with your landings? You've been flying your Mooney 201 for God knows how many years now. Uh, every landing should be a greaser. But uh, but that wasn't the case. And it wasn't your plane. That's your excuse? Yeah. Or what? It wasn't my Mooney 201. Yeah. And it wasn't even a tricycle gear airplane that I was flying. It was so, what? One of the neighbors has a champ. Okay. A, you know, a tail dragger, old, you know, old school stick, you know, forward and backward seating, or sorry, front and back tandem seating. Yeah. And so he's like, hey, you want to want to go champing? And we went out just doing touch and go landings because I don't normally get an opportunity to go out and fly a tail dragger. So right. this was kind of fun to go do that again. And the first landing was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, great. I haven't forgotten. Yeah, well, then the next four, not so great. And then I redeemed myself on the on the last one. But, okay. you know, it, it's it's really humbling the, to realize that something as simple as a landing is very different in a tail dragger than it is on a tricycle gear airplane. Well, and that's kind of where we got onto that discussion. We were just talking about this uh, Cessna 170 that AOPA is giving away mm-hmm. and how that could be used as a trainer and would open up an opportunity to offer people tailwheel training because clearly they need it well what's uh trickier i mean because the champ isn't that a high wing aircraft as well it's a high wing so you're used to the uh low wing or you know with the the mooney so was it more of the high wing versus low wing or was it because it's a tail dragger that makes it more difficult for you to you know get the flare right is that what happened it's the tail dragger. The fact yeah. that you're you're coming in and the the landing attitude is a very nose high. You've got the it has a tendency to want to swap ends. The tail will, you know, start to go on you. So you got to be on the rudder pedals, keep it going, tracking straight down the runway. Um, it just takes a little bit more attention on the ground where you can be really lazy in a Cessna 172, a Mooney, a Piper. Throw yeah. the power to it, and you know you, you'll get up to the rotation speed before you get off the edge of the runway. In most cases, okay, not so much with a tail dragger. You really got to be on it, especially on the landing. Hmm. Do you agree with all that, Tom? Or is there any other tricks you could share with uh, your aviation experience? Yeah, I know Dennis has got it right. Uh, definitely more challenging to uh, take off, and particularly landings in a tailwheel airplane. And it's it's all about the geometry and the physics of, of what's going on and the um, and that sort of thing. Like like Dennis said, they want to the, the tail wants to swing around and go first on the landing if you don't watch it, don't have your feet active. And that's I think that's the 
biggest challenge for people transitioning from tricycle gear who learned at tricycle gear airplanes to a tailwheel is basically trying to figure out where your feet are. Cause you know, as Dennis said, you don't really have to use your feet a lot in most tricycle gear airplanes, but you definitely have to have your feet active uh, in a tailwheel airplane. And then you throw in a crosswind um, or something like that. And it, it really gets challenging on, on a tailwheel, but if you can master it and stay proficient, then uh, it, it really, I think improves the landings of, even in your tricycle gear airplanes, you, you just learn how to pers- more precisely control the airplane. So you just got to be careful uh, about keeping the tail uh, even with the runway. Way. Is that what you're saying? Like straight, like when you're landing? Yeah, because it'll Because it'll, uh, it'll swerve off of you, and if that does, everything goes wonky. Is that Am I uh, yeah. getting that right? Yeah, the term ground loop comes to mind. Yeah. Mm, okay. And uh, the, yeah. you, you don't want to be looping anything. Uh, when you're trying to <laughs> land, is my guess. <laughs> That's just yeah. a term you want to avoid on any type of landing. But but overall, it would make you better uh, pilot if you master that as well, even in a uh, high wing, low wing, whatever. If you're doing the tailwind yeah. thing, and that's what you t- tried to do, right, Dennis? That's exactly what I was trying to do. Just get some proficiency. Okay. Well, there you go. A good pilot is always learning, uh, like Captain Dennis. More coming up on Just Plane Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Shall I begin the Christmas story? Absolutely. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and from, uh, well, formerly with AOPA, Tom Haynes. Still consults for him, works with him quite a bit. Probably working more now than he ever has. <laughs> As that, uh, you know, he's kind of semi-retired, so to speak, and enjoying his his activities a little bit more. But keeping you super busy. Isn't that right, Tom? I would say. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. It's been uh, been great getting to do a lot of fun stuff that I, that I want to do. 
but still staying involved in aviation and doing some fun, you know, writing for projects and some other consulting for companies. So uh, it's been great. Yeah. There you go. Hey, a uh, quick little public service announcement. We are here to remind you to give the gift of aviation. Don't forget that, uh, you know, a Discover flight for the non-pilot on your list or continuing education uh, lessons and that kind of thing. Uh, always the right color, always the right size. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. So give the gift of aviation. This is what we do every year here at Just Plane Radio. We got to remind our passengers of that uh, periodically, don't we, Dennis? That's just what you, you do. You bet you do, because yeah. it's always something that uh, they would appreciate, whether yeah. it's even a, something as simple as a book, uh, you know, something that they can learn how to fly floats or you want to fly a tailwheel, you know? Right. Not everybody's going to win a better pilot. Uh, the AOPA uh, plane giveaway, like Dennis and I. So you know, you got to come up with a plan B. <laughs> Why do you think I was doing the tailwheel training? Well, so that when they deliver it to my house, I can be go good fly go. right away. Absolutely, yeah. I'm and, current. And uh, Tom was telling us uh, during the commercial break. He said, "You know, yeah, they're giving away that plane a few years ago. Well, they've been doing this. I don't know how many years they've been giving away a plane uh, at AOPA. Probably." 30 now i bet is it that long um yeah actually very good yeah. uh, 1993 was the first one we time we gave away a, a, a kind of a refurbished airplane um aop had given a couple of new airplanes away in many many years ago um in the, literally in the 50s and uh, one in the 80s but then began the refurbished airplanes in 1993 and we've given away i don't know 26 or 27 uh, airplanes since then how about that and you were telling me that uh actually one of the planes one guy won one year, and it eventually it ended up in the, uh, well, it still, I guess, is in the ownership of Ed Norton, the big movie star guy. Yeah. How, how did yes, that happen? Absolutely. <laughs> well, the, the fellow who won it, um, he had a Cessna 172RG that f- suited him well, and so he ended up selling it, and, and I'm sure the money came in, uh, you know, useful for his family. Right. And sold it to a fellow, as I recall, out in the mountain state somewhere, that had it, and the guy there had it briefly. And then his hangar and house burned down. Fortunately, the airplane was not in it. This was a Cessna 206 that uh, AOP had refurbished and, and given away in 1999. Hmm. So anyhow, uh, but so there, so that then that fellow decided to sell it. And meanwhile, Ed Norton was a fairly new pilot at the time, and he was thinking about a Cessna 206. And he called uh, Harrison Ford, who at the time had a Cessna 206 or had just sold it. He he, he had one in his past, I know. Yeah. And so Ed Norton called Harrison. And they had a conversation, and Harrison assured him that it would be a great airplane for for Ed, where he was in his piloting life and for the missions that that he had described. So anyhow, Ed ended up buying this sweepstakes airplane that we had refurbished in 1999, and this was about, I don't know, 2005-ish, I think, that he ended up buying it. And and so I I was in my office uh, one day, and I got a call from our call center downstairs where people can call in on the 800 number at AOPA and ask questions about pretty much anything you could ever dream about aviation. Yeah. And, and the call came up from down there and the person on the other end was so excited because, because um, Ed Norton had called in and had a question about the sweepstakes airplane that he had just purchased. <laughs> and they, and they wanted to talk to somebody who knew something about the project. Well, I had been in charge of the project. Mm-hmm. I didn't completely manage it, but somebody else did, but I was overseeing it. And they said, uh, you know, Ed Norton wants to talk to you. And I'm like, Okay, great. Happy to talk to him. Who's Ed Norton? Uh oh. 
Wrong answer. Uh, Fight Club? Come on. <laughs> right. I know. But I don't understand if Fight Club was out in those Did days. Did you Google Anyhow. it real quick uh, so you weren't well, totally so, blinded? So they, they filled me in. You know, I, I'm sort of pop culture challenged, I guess. I just don't follow that kind of stuff. Right. Anyhow, so I, not, I now know who Ed, Ed Norton is. And I've seen a lot of those films. Did you go, but, hey, you know. you know Harrison Ford? You didn't do that, did you? That would have yeah. been a bad move. Yeah, I guess I could have, yeah. yeah. Thanks for consulting with my buddy Harrison. Uh-huh. But anyhow, uh, so anyhow, I, he, I talked to him, and he had a couple of questions about the avionics, because by then the avionics were several years old, and he, he wanted to know about how some of them were wired up and the, some of the switching and right. all that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, super nice guy. And he was just in the news recently where he flew, it was the 100,000th, flight for angel flight west in california oh and uh, that was back on october 30th and uh, he's he's a volunteer for them has flown lots of missions for them and they had their hundred thousandth flight coming up and they wanted to make it real special and so they invited him to fly it with one of their other volunteer pilots and he used the 206 to do it hmm. so this uh, person got transported to a, a medical um, facility that they needed to go to by Ed Norton in the Cessna 206 that uh, was one of AOPA sweepstakes airplanes back in the day. How so kind that? of kind of a neat, neat story. Yeah. So as far as you know, he still owns that aircraft and uh, flies around, has yeah. a good old time. Well, huh? At least of a few, as a few weeks ago, he did. Well, he just went up a notch or two in my uh, movie star <laughs> rankings. Right. I didn't. I didn't know yeah. he was a, a big pilot. I mean, you know, everybody knows about Harrison Ford. You know, so right. and, and you in the position that you had uh, at AOPA, you get to interact with some of these uh, folks sometimes like that. So the, after you get through all the plane stuff, uh, do you ever, you know, follow it up with, hey, Ed, you know, that next movie you got, uh, you got a part for me or <laughs> can I come <laughs> yeah, can right. I come to the premiere or, you know, that kind of stuff? You ever try any, any of those moves, Tom, or no? Uh, no, but I'll, oh. I'll I'll prop you up next time because I know that sounds like more more like your your kind of gig. Well, I'm having no luck whatsoever. I mean, we've been talking <laughs> up the the Bachelorette, uh, Rachel, for the last couple mean, of years. Right? You're now a reality TV star in addition to a that's movie. Star. Well, that's Come true. On. I did make a surprise cameo in the latest uh, or let's see, episode two of the of the TV show called The Cruise, which is now airing on Amazon Prime. You'll see me at nine minutes and 38 seconds for two seconds. <laughs> but I, boy, I nailed that scene. I will tell you that much right now. He was filling his face at the buffet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what you do on a cruise ship. But, uh, but yeah, it was on the Virgin Voyage cruise ship and I happened to be on it and they filmed us. But anyway, you know, even though I have that commonality with Rachel from, from The Bachelor being on a reality show like that, I can't get her to come on the show. She has not, uh, reached out yet but we've tried to keep our passengers updated on her progress because she's now on uh, bachelor in paradise and she's not the only pilot on the on the uh on the on the crew right now uh, as part of that show there's a guy pilot i don't remember his name off the top of my head and then there's rachel and this is her third time trying to find love and so far neither one of them i mean i guess the guy's coming close to find coupling up and she's she's like bouncing around like a ball i mean she can't seem to find someone but you'd think that if there's two pilots you got a guy pilot and a girl pilot hey they got that common bond shouldn't they be the perfect power couple to nail this show and uh, take it all the way home and be engaged and all thing they seem to be avoiding each other like the plague yeah hey, uh, what do you think that's all about tom you think you can only have one pilot in the family like that or as a couple or what do you think? Uh, well, 
You know, uh, the famed pilots, John and Martha King, they, they go through that, both uh, very active pilots and yeah. very skilled pilots. And they, a long time ago, uh, came to terms with it in the cockpit because they had too many... F- too many times when they landed, put the airplane away, and drove home and wouldn't speak to each other oh, because somebody had made somebody mad. Right. And so then they put in, implemented a rule that the person in the left seat is the captain and the person in the right seat is the first officer. And the first officer's job is to advise the captain when things are starting to go awire, but not offer advice on how to solve the problem. Yeah, that works um, great just, in the cockpit, not necessarily <laughs> ideal in the home so maybe right. that's what that's all about i don't know but maybe they'll find love maybe they won't that is what it is be wishing the best all right more coming up on just plain radio Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and formerly with AOPA. we got Tom Haynes helping us out as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so a new uh, article came out uh, last week. It's a study. I, I believe it was from USA Today, or at least it was published in USA Today, and it supposedly reveals which state's residents caused the most delays in air travel. Now, this is commercial, and this is probably going to be another reason why you want to fly GA, because uh, it's it's pretty revealing on what slows down people of uh, you know getting down or getting on and off a commercial airliner. And uh, let's just work through some of these, find out if uh, you know you're you're in you know one of the guilty parties. You might or might might not be. Now the key findings, according to this study, are residents of North Carolina, West Virginia, and Arkansas are the least efficient air travelers. Does that, that have anything to do with the fact that they neither of them or no, none of those states have a fairly significant uh, gener- you know, airport? You know, you don't exactly see them as a major hub. Well, maybe so they're probably not used to flying big airplanes. Well, and I think that's a, a lot of this that uh, they, they get uh, passengers that are not uh, familiar with the process and have not planned accordingly to compared to someone who's used to the system and you know knows how to pack doesn't have to change your bags and things like that a lot of this has to do with uh TSA too going through security you know maybe forgetting to put a water bottle or take it out of your bag and then you get flagged and you slow down the whole line and stuff like that but the other key findings are new yorkers which are typically uh, typically proud of a fast lifestyle are the fourth worst air travelers, according Have to you this seen study. New Yorkers' attitudes? I don't doubt that one bit. Yeah, I, I, I'm not hey, sure what that's I'm all about. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and then 59% of all travelers have made the mistake at a TSA checkpoint in the last five years. You know, like I said, bottle in your bag, that kind of thing. And 41% of travelers regularly struggle to fit their carry-ons in the overhead bin. 
So they've gotten a bag that's a little too big, and then they can't get it in the overhead bin, and it causes you know people to get backed up and that kind of thing. So the most inefficient travelers in America, according to the study, North Carolina coming in number one, uh, West Virginia number two, Arkansas number three, followed by New York at number four. Then you got Alabama, Vermont, North Dakota, New Jersey, Louisiana, and Oklahoma rounding out the top ten. Um, interesting. I, I, I'm kind of surprised Florida is not on that list, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I've, I've noticed plenty of, uh, inefficient travelers in, uh, Orlando executive, uh, but maybe because we're one of those kind of more popular tourist states, but I don't know, New York, they get tourists to ad nauseum up there. They, everybody, they should know what's going on. Don't you think, Tom, what do you think of this? You think this is legit or what? Any I think comment? somebody's got a lot of time on their hands and a big research budget or something. Exactly. To look, uh, take, taking the time to look into this kind of thing. But yeah, yeah I guess it is uh, a little surprising that New York would be that high on the list. Yeah. Um, it's it's just uh, it does- strange, I think, uh, and a little surprising. I mean, here, here's the uh, what they say are the most common mistakes at the TSA checkpoint. Had to be reminded to take off uh, your belt or shoes. Uh, accidentally went through the scanner with your phone, jewelry, keys in your pocket. Forgot to remove electronics from your uh, bag, like a laptop or, or a tablet. You know, they're shouting that stuff at you when you line up at TSA. So uh, get the crap out of, of your ears. Of those, <laughs> yeah. Two out of three of those problems can be avoided just by signing up for TSA PreCheck because you can leave your laptop in the True. bag. You don't have to take off your shoes or your yep. belt. So yep. there you go. Then it just leaves the uh, keys in the phone, and that, that can happen. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, just give yourself a pat down before you go through the scanner and everybody yeah. will be fine. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Now, uh, interestingly enough, uh, according to the study, uh, if you've got a totally different list when it, uh, they're looking for the state, let's see, states, inefficiency scores when deplaning. At the top of that list is South Dakota. They evidently are having issues with being able to get off the plane efficiently in South Dakota, followed by Texas, Nevada. Alabama, Maine, Massachusetts, uh, Nebraska, New Jersey, there again, Vermont, Minnesota. I think New Jersey is the only one that is on this, on the, on this second list. So hey. for some reason, those states are having problems with their passengers getting off the plane. Well, South Dakota has an excuse, though. Their airport literally sucks. Well, okay. Sioux City. Uh-huh. S-U-X, City. Yeah. yeah, right. Come on, Don't maybe, tip your waitress. Maybe the people just not, are not very excited of uh, getting off the plane in South Dakota. They're like, well, ah, yeah. it's only South Dakota. Why do we care? And, I, think no. it, I think it's South, South Dakota and certainly Texas. The issue is the hats, you know, the, the getting, ah. getting the cowboy hat, you know, out of the overhead and efficiently and getting it onto your head and out the door and all that sort of thing. I think that's got to be part of it. Yeah. I, I just, Nevada is probably the wallets of all the casino money that you have to with, brought with to go spend. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. They're not anxious to go, you know, make a deposit, deposit to the local economy or something. I don't know. Okay. And then here's another list. Uh, so uh, when it comes to your carry-on luggage, the states that are most inefficient for getting carry-on luggage in the bin, uh, number one, uh, New York. Uh, if you're in from that state, you can't seem to figure out <laughs> the right size for the overhead bins, followed by North Dakota again. So maybe that kind of goes back to why they're having a problem uh, deplaning, because once they've jammed it in there, they can't get it out which slows them uh, down getting off the plane. And then number three, North Carolina, New Jersey, Arkansas, Illinois, Massachusetts, Idaho, Colorado, West Virginia. So just weird, weird. 
Uh, okay, here's a top 10 for overpacking. If you're from New York, you overpack. Evidently. Does that maybe explain the whole problem with their overhead bin problem as well? Since I, they're number one on there could lists? be some uh, connection I mean, there. Yeah. If if the uh, uh, the reality shows that we see, you know, the Real Housewives are any indication, I can imagine them carrying three bags plus a, a small animal and trying to put it all in the overhead bin. Right. Well, uh, there you go. So, uh, well, that list is New York, North Carolina, West Virginia, Alabama, New Jersey, Arkansas, Delaware, uh, Delaware, uh, Vermont, North. Dakota and South Carolina. So if you're from any of those states, you need to start uh, being more efficient, evidently, uh, getting on the plane, packing. Uh, some of their tips that they throw out there is, of course, you know, get global entry, TSA pre or uh, clear. You know, I, as Dennis mentioned earlier, that's one way to expedite the process for sure. And, and you know, for anybody who travels more than a couple times a year, I think it kind of makes sense for sure. But if you are, you know, one of those people that only travels, you know, once a year and you, you don't really think about it, that's when you get caught more likely than not. But I will say I've had it happen several times where I forgot I had a water bottle in my backpack or something from a previous trip. And then I'm like, oh, that. yeah, it's you know, even a season yeah. pro will slip up every now and then. Uh, but you know, the main thing is, you know, you could do uh, one of those services like uh, TSA pre. Uh, or better, yeah, just do your uh, research before you before you fly. Um, one of the things, or the summary of behaviors that they investigated, is the uh, the nature of the check in online or in person, various causes of being stopped by the TSA, stopped for having too much luggage, struggling to fit luggage in the overhead bins, as we said, response to snack and beverage service, which I don't even know what that means, uh, preparedness to deplane. And behavior at baggage claim. Now, I don't know what response to snack and beverage service is supposed to mean. Is that like if if you uh, you know they offer you peanuts or pretzels, and you're like, oh come on, I wouldn't wanted more than that, or or like or not you, paying attention or not listening when they're asking you got your headphones plugged in and they got to tap you on the shoulder. Maybe that's what it is. I uh, you know like hooray pretzels, or maybe it's how you reacted. I I don't know. And then behavior at baggage claim. I'm not sure what. The, what they mean by that? Have you seen people literally uh, riding the baggage claim or jamming up, up in front it. of the exit? You yeah. Know? Ah, okay. Like step back. Yeah. Right, blocking the view. Back, everybody. You get there early, you're one of the first persons, you stake out your spot, and then sure enough, right before the thing comes, someone walks right in front of you <laughs> and like takes your space. Thank God it's the holidays. Otherwise, you, you know, you might have a tendency to lose might your Might not be stuff. so festive. Right. So, I don't know. Take a breath. And uh, think of the holidays, think of a nice, pleasant place, and uh, get your mind off that stuff. And it'll make your holiday travel just a little bit more manageable. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning to fly. Learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Just Plain Wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.